<laughs> Holy yeah, shit. This ain't just a goddamn... I mean, it's just our fucking podcast. I mean, shit. We back, bitches. <laughs> Holy shit, man. It has been a long time. How long? What was our last episode? Like, uh, no, it was this year. It was just early this year. Was it? Yeah, it was uh, March, April? Okay. March, I think. Before softball season, because that's when yes. uh, Ben had to stop because of softball season. Will was still locked in that weird sex dungeon he was in. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I mean, shit was going down. I just had, I just got done battling fucking, the worst pain I've ever had with fucking kidney stones. That was, that was, that was, that was fun. Not fun. Not fun at all. Close. Now you fucking deal with that shit. I don't think I want to squeeze anything that big out of my penis. That just doesn't sound... <laughs> Drew, sir, he had my damn back. Drew has had kidney stones. Exactly, he'd have my damn back. Yeah. I still believe it was him. He did that to me. He, <laughs> probably. He gave me the damn kidney stones. Uh, probably so. But, <laughs> look, here we are, a minute and 15 seconds in, and I'm not got to say, What's up, fuckers? <laughs> <laughs> well, we never follow a script on this damn podcast. What the fuck's the script, bro? It's the thing Vince McMahon throws away right before Raw starts. Basically. <laughs> right before any decisions made. This looks like shit. All right. Well, it does look like shit. It's a brown paper towel. What the fuck do you expect <laughs> it to look like? <laughs> Actually, it's a brown napkin. Not Ooh, technicality, motherfucker. <laughs> You're damn right. Okay, so do you prefer midget or little person? <laughs> I'm <laughs> <laughs> okay, micro-sized. but micro <laughs> I, like, I like micro-sized. So if he's in a wheelchair, would it be a micro-machine? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Where's that guy that talks really fast to do the commercial? <laughs> oh. What about if I have a walker? What would that be called? You want a walker? Uh, oh, good God. <laughs> Josh farting on the podcast again. Look, that, two me. and a half minutes in, he's already shitting his pants. That was, that was for Ben. Good God. <laughs> All right, so as you can Okay, see, before we get too far off the rails. Rails? We're on them? Rails. We're, we're like, like this. It's like off the We're end. adjacent to the rails. We got one we got one tire on the rail. We are rail adjacent. That's all. <laughs> okay, but this is the Turn the Buckle Podcast. I am Jason Hampton. Josh Cox. Will Clark. Wait a minute. Y'all said y'all's names backwards because Cox comes after Will. Oh, uh, Rod. <laughs> <laughs> no. No? Okay. I don't I'm think the bottom. So therefore, uh, he would come first, technically. Um, oh, I'm. Don't, no, don't, don't read. Don't, don't, reminds, don't read too much into it. This reminds me of a bad road trip with Ben and Adam Jacobs. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of Benjamin, he cannot be with us tonight. He's doing some stuff, but no worries. We will see him next week. No, we won't. We'll hear him next week. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, technicalities now. <laughs> hey, if you can draw the paper town napkin Well, I'm shit. talking about we'll see him next week. They'll hear him. Asshole. Will might see him next week. I'm done with duty. You're completely out of the dungeon. 
All right. He, he escaped. <laughs> he, he gave him the secret word, the safe word. So I'm back. Pineapples, ball gag. Well, <laughs> never used a ball gag. You gagged on balls though. Mm. <laughs> okay, this is a wrestling podcast. What the fuck are we doing? What's going on? Well, seeing as you know, we're very unprepared for this today, so it's going to be a but it shit makes show. For, like, it makes for always. <laughs> this is a shit show. I mean, it's always been a shit show. It's going to be a shit show. It's going to be fun. People might laugh. People might not laugh. Do I care if they laugh? Yeah, because if they laugh, they're going to come back and listen. What's up, dude? What's up? <laughs> What's up, Bubba? What are you doing? We're recording. We're talking. Oh. You want to say hi? No. No? Oh, thank you. Okay. <laughs> he does have manners. <laughs> he's being he's being fancy in front of the the Excuse audience. Excuse me? Yeah, you're being fancy. You're fancy, mister. Damn Skippy. Please, Corey. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go on. <laughs> you gotta watch your mouth. Watch my mouth. Okay, I'm sorry. Now turn your light off. <laughs> okay, so until it, before we have a power outage from Josh's son turning the light off because I said damn straight or whatever it was I said, uh, we'll be right back. We'll try to get back on track and maybe talk some wrestling. All right, we're back. Hopefully that commercial that we need to re-record because it's really fucking old wasn't too bad. And Freddie Freeman hit a solo home run in the top of the second, and the Braves extend their lead. Yay, baseball! <laughs> okay, wrestling podcast. Wrestling, wrestling, wrestling. Okay. So, since we don't have a guest, we're just going to kind of shoot the shit, and I guess just talk about the happenings and everything that's going on with wrestling so far. Yeah, so. first off... I think everyone will agree. Fuck you, Vince. Fuck you, Vince. Correct. Been saying that for months now. I mean, it's. What the fuck is he doing? I mean, what the killing fu- his own company? I mean, he's he's out of touch. He's looking at the best brand that he's got as nothing but developmental, and he's not going to do anything when with them when they bring him up, as evidence with Karrion Cross. I mean, I'm not the biggest Cross fan either. I no, saw you roll your eyes when I said that. <laughs> but he's the NXT champion. He comes up, he loses in two minutes to Jeff Hardy, who they've been using as a jobber, basically. And on the main event, nonetheless. So it's like... No, it was on Raw. No, yeah, no. I'm talking about Jeff has been wrestling on main event. Oh, uh, he's yeah. been jobbing. I mean, yeah. I didn't know where he's been. I just know he's been losing every fucking thing that he's been doing. And then... All the releases, uh, the only good thing I can say that he did was fucking up Aleister Black's Tommy Inns contract where he didn't have a 90-day no-compete. Yeah, because me and Jess were sitting there watching AEW, and he comes up, and we're just like, our maps dropped to the floor. Because we did not expect that whatsoever. But I find it humorous that Vince still doesn't see AEW as competition. Yeah, he's in denial. I mean, if they went on Monday nights, would they beat them? There's no telling, but... I think they would. That's the thing. But you look at it this way. If AEW signs Punk and Brian, Vince is done. I mean, you still have those diehard mainstream fans that are going to be, oh, I'm WWF. 
you know, I mean, not even WWE. They go back to WWF days that are still watching the shit. Yeah, but how many people were so into Brian's run, so into Punk's run? Okay. Even the even the old school. Right. Like, those are two of the biggest <clears throat> fucking names. Oh, for sure. Yeah, and how, how many people do you know in the wrestling business that's been out for seven years and are still being talked about to this day about one and wondering when they're going to come back, wondering when they come back. His name gets chanted all across the arenas across mm-hmm. the country. Not many people can do that. I would say just look at last night on Raw, but yeah. hell, they were in Chicago, so of course, of course. when they're in Chicago, they're going to chant for CM Punk. But, I mean, just other th- other people that have been released that are just crazy. I mean, Braun Strowman, I was never the biggest... Strowman fan either, but like he he was he was a WWE mainstay. Like he they got they built him from the ground up. Well, not only that, but he was what a week or two before he was released, he was in the main event for the Universal Title. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like I mean, why? Let's talk the big one, Bray Wyatt. That is that really fucked with me bad. I can't believe. I mean, unless it's one of those where Bray went to him and he's like, look, you're not going to do anything with me. Let me go now anyway. I mean, that's the only way I can see, you know. I don't know if they were, if he went there or not, but hell, they was promoting him for, you know, shows coming up in August and he was getting ready. Like, Well, he was supposed to be on next Monday's Raw. They were advertising him for the August 9th Raw. So, mm-hmm. I mean... And the networks are pissed off about it. Yeah, the networks are pissed off about that. The networks are pissed off about AEW signing Punk and Brian, supposedly. So it's like, yeah. Well, Vin, I, Vince holding a grudge against Punk is one of the worst things he could have done for his company. Yes. Because if he would have just been like, you know what? I mean, hell, there's never say never in WWE, but... That's We're the, never going to sign Punk back. We're never going to bring Punk in. Hell, he was pissed when Punk was on the backstage show or whatever the fuck it was. Yeah. And then what does he do? He fucking pulls the backstage plug. I mean, granted, Punk wasn't uh, on there every week. He was just like a, uh, a special co-host every he was, song. Yeah, a special contributor is what they said he was. But, you know, other than that... But he's so out of touch with what anybody wants anymore. It's Now it's just, what can I do to make... Everybody hating. And I give point. I'll give you a good example. Like he won't listen to the fans, but then he'll see what we like, and then he can give our best performers some of the people that the fans love so much, and then push into their fucking ground. I'll give you a case in point. Drew McIntyre had a hell of a freaking run from twenty twenty winning the Rumble to beating Lesnar, and then he had this run, had a couple runs as WWE champion, and now look what they're doing with him. The fucking sword that's made from the lo- tooth of the Loch Ness monster. This feud that he's got with gender. Like, now people don't... People are fucking starting to boo Drew. And I love Drew. I think he's a great worker. But, again, it's like after all these feuds he's had, that he's like, oh, well, fuck, we don't know what to do now. Yeah. Well, I mean, some of that I can see. I mean, the whole sword and the Loch Ness Monster bullshit. What the fuck ever? Nobody gives a shit. Oh, he's got a sword and he's going to hit somebody. He's going to hit the chair out of Sony's hands. If you hit somebody with a sword, you're going to cut them and probably fucking kill them. So you know he's never going to actually use the damn thing. Exactly. I mean, how fucking stupid do people think wrestling fans are? Don't really answer that because people think wrestling fans are really fucking stupid. (laughs) But, I mean, seriously. uh, 
along that line, though, you can't have the same two people in the main event every time. So I can understand them, you know, okay, Drew lost, he got his couple rematches, didn't win, let's drop him down a little bit. But but you're going to bring in Goldberg? That nobody's asking for. Yeah. That nobody, I would say nobody cares about, but it's the nostalgia pop. That he can get, but then he'll go out there and the match is going to be shit because... It's going to be two minutes. Well, he's never been able to work. No. He's no. never been able to work. Going back to when he first started and, oh, you know... Oh, he wore Regal back in WCW. I, that's what I was just about to say when Regal stretched him. Yep. And then Regal got shit for it. But, oh well. Learn how to fucking work. I think the greatest thing ever is nobody's talking about Lesnar from Monday. They're like, what the fuck happened to your kid, bro? Like... <laughs> <laughs> In five years, that kid has changed drastically. <laughs> like, yeah, Goldberg's, Goldberg's kid went from, like, this chubby guy back in 2016 to, like, he looked like he ate the chubby kid. Was that his kid? Yeah. That was his kid. Oh, well, see, I got home late. I didn't get home until, like, 8.30 last night from work. So I just kind of saw recaps of MVP talking shit to a kid and then Goldberg spearing him. Yeah, that's the little chunky <clears throat> shaved head kid that was in the ring with Goldberg when he first came back. So that was Kidberg. Kidberg. Okay. Again, who really gives a shit? Nobody. I mean, this... Hell, they had to pipe in crowd noise the same Goldberg. Just to get they on. had to pipe in crowd noise for everybody. Yeah. Whether it was a baby face or a heel. I mean, the, everybody had crowd noise popped in. Hell, did you hear in Drew's... 16-time champion. Did you hear that? Mm-mm. They piped in an old... Uh, Recording from a big pop that Cena had got. Because you heard Michael Cole's not on Raw, but you hear Michael Cole say, this 16-time champion. In the middle of the cheers. So, I mean, who you trying to fool, Vince? Everybody knows that shit was fake. I mean... <laughs> yeah, Kevin Dunn, you ain't smart. We're not stupid. But yeah. I mean, I mean, from that shit, you tell which con got the smarts. It was Tony, not, not Nick. Nick. They're not even related, but still, Tony took all the wrestling smarts out of the shit. And you know what? Me saying this might keep me from ever getting a contract in WWE. Yeah, because it's probably a good thing, because there ain't no telling what they would have you fucking do if they signed your ass. I'd never fucking get a contract anyway, and I don't give a shit. <laughs> You'd be the next professional conga line. <laughs> God damn, I'd dress up and I'd go dance with No Way Jose for a fucking paycheck. I mean, shit. Jason Hampton, I've got it. You're going to be a cabana boy. No, there's a guy in Alabama that's got that gimmick already. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but no, I mean, raw as shit. SmackDown's only talking. 90% of the time, raw as shit. I mean, there's the occasional bright spot. Riddle and Orton. Well, just Riddle now. The Riddle and Orton shit's great. Oh, yeah. Love it. Uh, I hope it, I don't know if it's going to lead to a few of them down the line because I know Randy's been taking time off. But I mean, doesn't it usually because Randy can't have a partner for shit. I really didn't want to the tag titles. I'd be down for that. <laughs> I mean, I think that's what's going to happen. It's going to they'll get the shot at SummerSlam somehow, uh, and then they'll lose because they're not going to take them off of AJ and Omos yet. And then there will be the. That's probably going to be the turn unless they keep them together till Survivor Series and then that's the turn and then they feud till Rumble or 
you know, some kind of shit like that, or hell, they feud till Rumble and have a match at Mania next year. You never fucking know what the plan is. Yeah, sure. Hey, what is up with this shit of the championship contenders matches? Like, you're facing the champion. If you beat them, they get a title shot, supposedly. But why would you beat your champion clean? Why don't you have like why why are we not doing like number one contenders matches? Like I, I don't I don't I don't get that. Because the number one contenders match is the match you've seen over and over and over fucking again. Well yeah, true, but now we're just beating our champions. If if they go over, we're just gonna beat our champions. It's just like having a quote non title match. Nine times out of ten the champion loses that match anyway. And that's what So I mean, instead of just saying, Oh, it's a non title match, they're calling it the championship contenders fuck all. All right, guys, we ain't got nothing for all. What are we doing tonight? God damn it, championship contenders matches. Brilliant. And uh, then you move over to NXT. NXT is okay. Uh, Joe coming back was great. That's going to be good. That'll get it good. Uh, I'm just, interested in Dakota versus yes. Raquel. Yeah, that's going to be a good one. I, uh, I kind of had that booked in my head, but it was the opposite I was having. I was going to thank Dakota. Raquel was going to turn on Dakota, leaving Dakota to be the big baby face to come back and beat Raquel. But they kind of flip-flopped it, which I'm fine. I would love to see Dakota well, win. Technically, you don't know how they flip-flopped it. They just had Dakota kick her and then leave. I mean, so you don't know who's going to be the baby and who's, you know. Uh, the shit Zia Lee was doing, that whole with the whatever the chick is in the throne. Yeah. yeah. I like that shit. That's just cool. I don't know why I like it, but I do. And I really like it when her and, uh, I think it was it, Boa. Yeah, Boa. Like, after they lose their matches, they're being, you know, punished and tortured and, you know, physically stressed out to the point where they have no choice. Okay, hey, this is what happens every time you lose a match. She was punished enough in that match with Raquel. Her landing all on her like that? Good God, oh, that had oh, to hurt. Yes. Ooh. Badass and, move, though. I may steal it. A twist Invader Bomb. <laughs> And then uh, the stuff with uh, The Way and Dexter Loomis and Indy Hartwell, that's hilarious. Loving it. Yeah. Uh, Austin Theory just packing up and running away from home. That was... <laughs> <laughs> he just like, just has his bag and he's just, they're sitting there arguing he's just shaking his head. That was that was awesome. Austin Theory's like the abused kid in the, <laughs> in the family. Like, he's, just, but he's the neglected kid. Yeah. You know, the, the one that's like... Here, your sister's got a volleyball game after school. Just go home, and here's the key to the front door. And, you know, he just comes home, smoking smoke weed, invites a couple friends over. Stop well, just playing video games. Gosh, <laughs> mom, dad, you're embarrassing me. And uh, and hit. Then, go ahead. No, what were you saying? I said hit row is a fucking hit. There, yeah. They even say it in the name. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's good shit. Uh, the feud with Legato that they're in, too. I like that. Just yeah. the back and forth. Uh, what was it they did the other week where they had the mariachis and shit, but they didn't let the mariachis play? That was great. Oh, yeah, it was great. I mean, awesome heel work. You got to... I mean, you got to respect somebody that'll go out there and basically shit on their own culture for a minute just to, you know. Just get some good heat from the fans. Yeah. Uh, what else is going on on there? Uh, the women's tag titles. Uh, what's her name? Zoe Stark and, and Io. Io Shirai being the champs. The, the little love-hate kind of relationship. 
that they're doing. Yeah, the only thing bad about that is there's too much of it going on in the company right now. Uh, not in NXT, but... Just WWE overall? WWE overall. There's Hell, there's two of those going on on Raw right now. Yeah, with you get the, Shane and Nia. Yeah. Okay, then three now, because I wasn't even thinking about that one. Unless uh, no, there's the Riddle and... Orton. Orton. They're kind of the odd couple pairing where they don't really get along. Right. Uh, Mustafa Ali and Mansoor. Sure. They're the odd pairing that doesn't really get along. Nia and Shayna. And then you got these two. Nia, Shayna. And then, I mean, it's just... You can do it across the different shows, but when you have multiple on the same show like that, it's just... Yeah, if you do it to it. If you overexpose it, it's it's not you're not gonna be able to connect with. If you connect with one, you see them both doing it. You're like, okay, now I don't like it at all. I mean, obviously Vince doesn't give a shit about that anymore, though. But he he already said he doesn't give a shit about anything. That's why he fucking had the champion loss in two minutes. Vince doesn't give a shit about anything. It seems though. No. And then let's see if we go to SmackDown. You know, the uh, SmackDown I like. Uh, yeah, fucking the Roman is killing it. Love the hate. Don't even go to the main event stuff yet. Start with the undercard. Start yeah. building up to it. Fucking Baron Corbin. I never thought I would like this. Or, excuse me, like Baron Corbin. But what he is doing is fucking gold. I mean, I really like Baron Corbin in NXT. Yes. Love the gimmick. Love how he was doing. The lone wolf shit going out. Then they uh, bring him up to the main roster. And they really don't know what to do with him. They... Let him win the money in the bank, but then he loses it to Cena, and then uh, corporate Corbin, and then King Corbin. The King Corbin shit I didn't like. No. That soured him for me, because it was just the same thing over and over, and then... What's well, the typical thing that they do when you have a King of the Ring? You put the King title on him, and they just get this King gimmick, and the only person besides Booker T was the only person able to get that over. So when did the, when did the whole transition to King Nakamura thing happen? Because I got real confused the other night. It uh, was one of those things to where he kept stealing when they had because they do repetitive matches over and over and over again. They fought. Multiple. They kept doing Nakamura and Corbin as soon as they put uh, Books with Nakamura. It's Nakamura and Corbin, and then they start like bullying Corbin as the babyface is bullying, bullying him, taking his shit and being like, "Oh, I'm the king now!" Ha ha ha! So finally, they put him in a match against each other for the crown. And Nakamura wins, so he's King Nakamura. King Nakamura. I mean, mm. King of Strong Style. I mean, it kind of whatever. But uh, other than that, it makes no sense. Why put a crown on the guy when all he did was win a match against the guy that was the king? So then, shouldn't everybody who beat Corbin in that whole time be the fucking king? Or again, inconsistent. Doesn't make no that's, sense whatsoever. That's my thing. That's why I've I've barely been watching WWE. Yeah, well, we watch, we, watching we, wrestling. We watch Wrestle Talk to get the highlights. To be honest, that's all we do. Like we might throw it on there just for background noise, but we're not really paying attention. We turn the TV on on Raw every Monday, and like he said, it's background noise. We'll look up if something sounds interesting, but nothing really ever sounds interesting. You get the repetitive blah blah blahs over and fucking over again. I mean. The same talking segment. Charlotte coming out and being, oh, I'm the greatest woman ever. And, you know, Rhea Ripley coming out and going, no, you're not. You know, I mean. Great Australian accent. Good day. Thank you, And, I mean, it's just the same shit. And then 
Everybody cheering for Becky. Charlotte, oh, Becky's not here. Who gives a fuck? I mean, really, they're going to yell what they want to yell, get through your fucking scripted promo, and get out of the fucking ring. I mean, she let the crowd get to her so bad last night, and I've never seen Charlotte do that. No? She let the crowd get to her so bad, she couldn't even get under the ring to pull fucking weapons out when she was trying to challenge Nikki to the no-holds-barred shit because she's letting the crowd get to her. I mean, do people want to see Charlotte over and over and over again? No. Do people want to see anybody over and over and over again and have them shoved down their fucking throat? No. No, You can give me the best wrestler, and I guarantee you, you put them on TV over and over again and overexpose them, they're going to get shit on. I mean, how easy was it to turn, back in the day, CM Punk heel because he was over and over and over and over again? I mean... He was the, what, wasn't he? He wasn't the first two-time Money in the Bank winner. That was Edge. No, he was. He was the first? Edge only won it once. Yeah, he won it WrestleMania 24 and WrestleMania 25. Back-to-back. Okay, well, he... That's right, he did win it the back-to-back years. But, wins it as a babyface both times. First time, cashes in on a heel. Second time, cashes in on Jeff Hardy when Hardy had just won the belt. He's a heel now because he cashed in on Mega Babyface. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, but still, over and over and over again, he got the, God, he's on the fucking TV again? And now he's been away so long, everybody's like, oh, bring him back, bring him back, bring him back. And Vince is like, nah, I don't think I'm going to. I mean, I get a ton of shit for being a Charlotte fan, but to me, she is the only woman on the roster right now that can carry anything. Because she's the only one given the opportunities to try to carry anything. You've got people on the roster like like Rhea who carried the NXT women's and was dominant in NXT and made everybody look good even though she was beating them. But, but that's when she, another thing. Vince doesn't know what to do with it. Vince doesn't know what to do with anybody but Charlotte when it comes to the women's division. And that's only because her last name. If she was Charlotte Ricketts, do you think she would be getting this push? No. But even then, that's... I mean, look at it Look at it from another point of view. If there was another woman on the roster with the last name Flair, if Liv Morgan was Ric Flair's daughter, Liv Morgan would be the one pushed to the moon. But at the same time, though, that's... I don't put that all on Charlotte. No, and you can't put it all on Charlotte. It's just the fact of... You get sick of the same thing over and over again. Like I would love to see Liv in the in a picture when she gets a belt. I mean, hell, they had the opportunity right there. I mean, granted, the the women's money in the bank where Nikki won, I thought it was hilarious. I thought it was great. But yeah, like they had it right there. And it, I would if they was going to give it to Liv, I I was sitting there thinking that Sonya was going to come out, cost her the match, and set up a few for them, and starting to return and have them feud at SummerSlam. But that didn't happen. But again, it's a case in point where. You know, there, there's an old saying in wrestling, you strike while the iron is hot. I mean, right at that point, I mean, it was hot for Liv. The fans were behind her. Mm-hmm. And what pissed me off is, okay, she's hot shot. Okay, you don't put her over. No big deal. They're still going to get behind her. But she wasn't even on SmackDown the next week. Okay, let's pull off TV. She's over. But my thing with the women's win was it just looked lazy. I mean, you had a, a few of the women in there that either hasn't been wrestling in a while 
or is not that experienced, and yeah, it kind of be kind of a, a clusterfuck in a match like no, that. No, I think he means like the finish was booked lazy. Is oh, that what you're right. trying to. Like with her just climbing over everybody to grab the. Like, why See, did someone throw that bitch off of him? The bad thing is, I liked it because one, I'd never seen it before, and there's not a lot in wrestling you've never seen before. Sure. And two, it was like, okay, they want the briefcase, but it's like, we're sitting across from each other at the table right now. Okay, I don't want you to get the briefcase, so I'm going to stop you. You don't want me to get the briefcase, so you're going to stop me. And we don't see midget ass over here (laughs) getting, you know, climbing up to get the briefcase because we're so focused on not letting each other grab it. So, I mean, I can see the finish. I thought it worked. I thought it was good. But the fact of, you know, was there someone else in the match match that could have been more deserving to get it? I I mean... think of at least two. Well, I mean... Alexa, my opinion... Okay, three. (laughs) Sorry, I'm not sure about that. Shut up. (laughs) Dumbass bitch. (laughs) She's not even sure about that. No. Honestly, Liv Morgan, Alexa Bliss, lit up again. (laughs) I think we're good. Don't say her name again. One of them two, I think... The other one I would like to see because she's never had, to me, a fair shot at it is Naomi. I love Naomi. I can see Naomi. Yeah. And I feel like because of the Usos and their issues with all their bullshit, Naomi gets punished for it. I know she's usually with them, but still. Well, not only that, but if you notice, Naomi went into the show went into Money in the Bank on the Raw side and now she's on SmackDown because they moved her over because they're out of the Thunderdome gimmick now so they moved her to the show with her husband. So, the only thing about that, she's had her big moment. You know, she came back, won in her hometown, WrestleMania, yay. So... Yeah, but it was... Very short-lived. I, I agree. Right, but nine times out of ten, every everything like that is going to be short-lived. I mean, look at Ryder. He wins the Intercontinental title at WrestleMania in that big-ass ladder match that everybody goes crazy for that you won money on. I did win money. <laughs> so, I mean, he wins and then the next day loses it and never gets anywhere close to another title again. Well, besides that... The tag titles with him and Hawkins later after Hawkins had that winless streak. It's like Owen oh, 250. Wonder if that's legit or if it was inflated like Goldberg's winning streak. Because you know, one night one night on Nitro, he was like 26 and 0, and the next week he was like 58 and 0. House shows, baby. House <laughs> shows. Alright, so if we move up from the mid card, we go up to... Yeah, I mean, move up, Intercontinental title. Apollo Crews isn't even defending the damn thing anymore. He hasn't won the title, he hasn't defended it since WrestleMania, has he? I I don't think. Backlash, I think. Backlash? Yeah, he had that rematch in that Nigerian street fight thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Backlash, he wasn't even on the last Mm pay-per-view. 
Uh, he hasn't. I don't remember him being on SmackDown the last few weeks. Uh, multi-man matches. He was in a six-man tag match this past week, I think. Okay. Yeah. And Big E's using the briefcase to get his last name back. His last I think that I was. Heard. I think that was just a joke. I mean, I mean, I don't understand people dropping names like fucking Matt Riddle. Tegan, no. Tegan Knox and Shotzi Blackheart, they bring them up at Knox and Shotzi. They have other fucking names. Andrade Cien Almas. Andrade. I mean, why? Well, they added a name to Charlotte because she wasn't going by Flair. Well, they had to let everybody know, hey, that's, this is Ric Flair's daughter. This is Ric Flair's daughter, goddammit. <laughs> we want you to know. Uh, fuck, what else? I mean, who else has dropped a name? Mustafa Ali, they dropped him down to Ali. He just got his Mustafa back. Mm-hmm. Buddy Murphy, another guy they should have never fucking released. They dropped him down to just Murphy. That motherfucker's jacked, by the way. Yeah, did you see that picture of him? Good God. God. Damn. Alexa thinking, I broke up with this motherfucker? Wait a minute, hold up. Anytime. <laughs> Again, we are rail adjacent. <laughs> what the hell is happening tonight? Gold, baby. Gold. Pure comedic gold. Yeah, like, Tommy can't even be any better than this. <laughs> okay, but then you move up, uh, you know. What the fuck's going to go on with Apollo Crews? Yeah. When are they just going to drop his name down to Crews? Oh, it was at one point, and then they brought it back because of... Uh, no, some, it was Apollo, wasn't it? It was just Apollo because Crews, you looked up Crews, and somebody that killed somebody was in the news, and blah, 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 blah. Nice. So they wanted him to look that up and see that, because there's fuck over I'm still, like, real confused about the whole Nigerian thing. Like, that... No. I don't think they knew that. What about... Well... When he all of a sudden started with his whole accent and all that jazz. Oh, yeah. The accent, yeah, whatever. Why bring that in? But the Nigerian thing, he is. Yeah. So, I mean, I can see... Okay, I really can't see why. (laughs) Because, I mean, it's... God damn, we're going to get canceled. (laughs) I swear to God. I mean, I'm not trying to be... Anything? No, I'm really not. Because, I mean, he's gone this long without saying Nigerian. So, why? Okay, I'm a heel now, so now I'm Nigerian. I mean, it's stupid shit like that. Kind of like, I mean, back in the day with the Nation of Domination. They were heel because they were, you know, the... Black Lives Matter before Black Lives Matter and that's what Vince was like, oh nobody's gonna like this. You know, I mean mm-hmm. and uh, I mean, the same thing kind of is what's going on with Apollo Crews right now, you know, it's we gotta have a foreign heel. I mean, why? Yeah. That shit went out in the fucking 80s with them. Iron Sheik and them. Iron Sheik and Nikolai Volkov. Who cares? I mean, 
The crowd chants USA. They don't do that shit no more. <laughs> if goddamn Del Wilkes wasn't dead and he came out with his mask on waving the flag, they wouldn't chant USA, USA. I mean, Hacksaw Jim Duggan's the last person I know got a USA chant. And then that's only because he looked at the guy and said, tough guy, and stuck his tongue out. I mean... <laughs> the whole concept of the foreign heel is just stupid. Yeah. Get them over heel because they're assholes. Yeah. Or let them be a baby face because they're an asshole. Hell, that's what got me over. I was an asshole. I could work. People liked me. I was supposed to be a heel. They would cheer me. I would say, stop cheering me, you dick. They'd be like, hey, you're funny. I am a dick. Yay. I mean... <laughs> I mean, it's just stupid things. Get yourself over as a heel because of the way you act, not because, oh, I'm not from here. But Vince doesn't like when people get themselves over. Okay, No, he doesn't because he wants them to be a part of the WWE machine, but then they can't be. Like, And when he, they do get over, in case point, like people like Rock and stuff, and they become bigger than the WWE, oh, he doesn't like that because now they're getting all these opportunities outside of WWE, and he can't control none of that. Well, it's not even that. The Rock... The Rock got himself over because of the coolness factor of him being out there and the whole know your role, shut your mouth, people's elbow, la 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 la, pie, and all that shit. That's what got him over and Vince was like, oh yeah, that I'm the one that got him over because I put him out there in that situation and I'm blah, blah, blah. The fact that he's getting big and going out and doing other things, hell, that just means when Vince brings him in, it's going to bring eyes to the company. So I don't think he even minds that. Kind of like Cena. Cena's been gone for, oh, I mean, for a while since since Mania last year when he lost to Wyatt in the Firefly Funhouse match. He comes back. He actually got a pop. Huge pop, actually. I mean, he actually gets a pop. That's when Michael Cole said the sixteen-time champion that they dubbed over on uh-huh. Drew's entrance. <laughs> Shit. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's going to bring eyes to the company. Now they're advertising, oh, Cena's going to be, and they actually, I don't know if you caught this, because I don't know what parts you were falling asleep on last night, because I think you were awake during the parts I was asleep for. (laughs) And I think I was awake for the parts you were asleep for. It's just how interesting it is, guys. Uh, Uh, Go ahead. When it went along on one of the commercials, and it was talking about uh, the different advertising for the different shows. And one of them that popped up was fucking uh, advertising for future show dates. And it's like, John Cena is back. And this is when he's going to be there. No, I would not catch that. Like, literally, they popped up like, I think, six, eight dates on the screen for shows that John Cena was going to be at. Just so it's like... Hey, see, he's not just here for a one night only. Watch these shows and you'll see John Cena. Oh, shit. That's hilarious. So, I mean, hell. You know, the stuff him and Roman are doing. Okay, Roman's going to win. Yes, as he should. You know he's going to. Cena's a, quote, part-timer now. I mean, I know he doesn't like to think of himself as one. Because he's always, anytime he comes back, he's like, oh, I'm WWE, I'm blah, 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 I'm blah, blah, blah. But no, you're a movie star and you're apparently Vin Diesel's big brother, so you go he's out got and do like your. Three more fast movies to make. 
you're the guy with the fucking uh, metal bedpan on your head in the new Suicide Squad He's movie. the peacemaker, damn it. Like I said, the guy I with the metal bedpan. And I mean, you know, more power to him. If he can go out there, he can get these roles, and then he can come back every now and then. And like I said, I bring the eyes on the company. Fucking okay. Let him do it. Uh, Excuse me, sir. Maybe... Maybe don't just throw him straight into the main event. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad it's going to be Cena and Roman and not Roman and Balor. Why do you say no Roman and Balor? I'm not saying no to Roman and Balor. I'm just saying not right. different opinions on that. I'm just saying, well, Well, you're you're wanting for different reasons. You're (laughs) wanting to see Finn's entrance when he drapes himself on the ropes and... You see everything. Hey, fucking men. There you go. See, I know what you look at because my wife tells me the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> but no, uh, Finn's a hell of a worker. He's fucking great. But it's just like the whole thing when Brian went up against Roman. You knew he wasn't going to win. Yeah. Or when Cesaro went against Roman. I mean, that's. That's another one WWE's dropping the ball with. It's fucking Cesaro. Push Man. him, push him, push him. I mean, God. I thought he had up there. I thought he was going to be up in that title. Even after he lost to Roman, I was like, maybe he'll be up here for a little bit. Nope. Went right back down the guard. He looked fucking great in the loss, and that's the thing. You should have yeah. kept him elevated. Keep him doing shit in the main event. But no, you drop him right back down to Seth, and then he fucking disappears. Yeah. I mean, it was... It was him. It was Cesaro. Nakamura and somebody else, it may have been Owens, against Zane, Apollo Crews, and no, it would have to have been Big E, I guess, instead of Owens, in the six-man tag match. Mm-hmm. I mean, okay, who... And then, how fucking stupid... I mean, I know we say this all the time. That Rolling Loud Festival. They had two matches at the Rolling Loud They had two matches at the Rolling Loud Festival. Big music festival in wherever the fuck it is. Miami. It was fucking packed. It is Miami, that's right. It's fucking packed. But you know what the two matches were? Carmella and... Bianca. Bianca. Granted, can be a good match. But that's not a wrestling crowd. Why would you have that match? And the other one... Carmella? Okay, but... Besides looking at her, what is she going to do in the ring that's going to make that crowd be like, oh, hey, I need to watch more of this? Is it? No, that's... Because the crowd was dead for that match. Because I was wondering if that's where she had the wardrobe malfunction. No, no, I don't think so. I think it was a house show somewhere. And the other match was Gable and... The other one was Gable and Angelo Dawkins. Granted, again, another good match. But that's not a fucking wrestling crowd. If you're going to do something like that, that's when you put Cesaro to do all that crazy shit. Let him do the fucking UFO in that one in front of the crowd. And they'll be like, whoa, what the fuck's this guy doing? You know? I mean, fucking... Move Ricochet over for the night. Let Ricochet do like 37 flips and then land on somebody's, you know, 
left nostril because he can land that shit wherever the fuck he wants to. I mean, you know, something amazing. These people are going to be like, oh, hey, maybe I want to watch this wrestling stuff. Uh, I can think of a bunch of other people they could have put out there. I mean, you go from seeing two matches on SmackDown at the Rolling Loud Festival to turn around and look at the stage and Limp Biscuits on stage. I mean, you know, again, why do you go and put your people through going, setting that shit up, trying to do everything? Yeah, there's a lot of people there, but who walked away from those two matches saying, okay, I've got to see more? Very good point. If that was you, who would you put out there at the Rolling Loud Festival? I would have put... Uh... I would have probably had a match from Raw. I would have put Ricochet against Ali. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, as for the second match, I don't know. Because, you know, what else are you going to do that the casual person, if you want a match from Raw and a match from SmackDown, do Cesaro against somebody else? The hell do fucking Cesaro and Finn Balor? I mean, it'd be a good match. It would be something... Mm-hmm. It would be something that they could get over to a non-wrestling crowd. Hell, for one time, I only put the paint on Balor and have him come out as a demon. Just for that visual effect. Something for the crowd to look at. Or they could just let him do that for a fucking pay-per-view again. Well, it's got to be a match he's going to win, and how many of those are they going to give him? I mean, seriously. How many times is Finn Balor going to win before he finally just says, fuck it, I'm leaving and going back to Japan? How is he been too long? They put Nakamura out there so Booze can play him to the ring. Yeah, I mean, that would at least tie into the music. Yeah. But, I mean, it's just... Some of the decisions they make is just makes no fucking sense. Agreed. And then you look down at NXT and you're like, okay, well, who could they bring up to improve everything? But it's like, what's but the But it point? doesn't matter because you're, you're going to fuck, fuck it up. up. Well, exactly. I mean, because you look down there and you have guys like, they're already bringing Cross up, so he's going to drop the belt to Joe. Joe's not going to go back up because fuck Vince McMahon, I think, is exactly what Joe's thinking. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, you look down, I mean, Gargano. Gargano and Champa both got called up in that mini call-up where they brought Ricochet and Aleister Black in. And, they, and that fucked up Joe's uh, fucking Champa's neck, and that's what caused us not to get that final match of their rivalry until the pandemic hit. Well, not only that, but them being in the middle of a huge rivalry and they bring them up as a fucking tag, tag team. And Aleister Black and Ricochet, who have never tagged in ever. I like that tag team, though. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's something... Singles wrestlers thrown together in a tag team, I normally don't like, but they had nothing to do, nothing for either one of those. Brought them up, did that. Let them actually have a decent little run. Never really broke them up. They just let them go their own separate ways. And it, you know, it fucking worked out for everybody. Alistair got his release. He's in AEW now, which is fucking amazing. And we transition into a... I don't think we're forgetting about anything in the upper mid-card. Uh, main event. 
We've already been talking about the main event. <laughs> now, Roman, he's... Roman's firmly in place in the main event there. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Uh, he's one of the better parts of SmackDown, the whole head-of-the-table stuff with the Usos. Uh, eventually, I can see something happening... Uh, with a split between the three of them. Right. Where it's either one of the Usos splits off and you get one staying with Roman or you split them both off and Roman goes by himself. But eventually, something like that's going to happen. Or right. Paul Heyman hits Roman with the belt. <laughs> well, so I, I want to know is they booked <laughs> this man so damn strong. He's obviously culminating against the Rocket Mania. Surely The Rock's going over. I mean, surely Roman's going over to fully solidify. But after that, then where do you go? Who does he drop the title to eventually? Who's Nobody. Gonna, who's going to be built as this bigger star coming off of this? Nobody, because the one person he could lose it to is about to go to Raw. Which is who? There's been talks ever since they've been talking about the draft to bring in Big E over to Raw to be the one to take it off of Lashley. To avenge Kofi. Well, shit. And I mean, that's the only person. I mean, you've not really seen the Roman Big E deal. No. But you go through and it's... It's the old... You go old school with wrestling. I mean, if you want to think old school, when you cut a promo against your opponent... Okay, I'm wrestling you, Josh. Okay? Okay. I'm not going to talk about how short and puny and little you are. And I'm not going to talk about how... You know, you're the worst wrestler ever, and I'm not going to talk about this because if you beat me... What does that make me? No, if you beat me, yeah. I look like a piece of shit because I just lost to the person that I said is little, weak, puny, and couldn't beat You know, their way out of a fucking paper bag. So you go out there and you, I talk about how, you know, despite your size, you fight, you claw, you scratch, you never give up, you blah, blah, blah. But in the end, I'm going to stomp your ass in the fucking ground. You know, that's the way a promo should go. It shouldn't be Roman going out here saying, nobody can beat me. Nobody can take this title off me. I'm the fucking greatest. I'm the shit. My dick's bigger than everybody. You know, blah, blah, blah. I mean, you don't fucking go out there and do that because that is 100% the opposite of what you should be doing. You should go out there, build your opponent up so if they beat you, you didn't lose to a scrub. Or if you beat them, you didn't just beat some piece of shit that you should be scraping off your shoe. You beat somebody that actually gave you a run for your money. And that's what makes Paul Heyman so good when he would cut promos when he was with Lesnar. He would always build these people up. Exactly. But they're letting Roman talk for himself and they're not letting Heyman cut the promos. And Roman is just, you know... Cocky, badass heel. Oh, I can beat everybody. I can beat everybody. Okay, yeah, fine. You can beat everybody. But what happens when you say this guy sucks and then he beats you? Because eventually he's going to have to lose. I mean, one way or another, it's going to happen. It's just a fact of who's he going to lose to, when's it going to happen, and, you know, all that stuff. Roman coming out here and saying, you know... Oh, Cena, you made a mistake by doing this because blah, blah, blah. 
Okay, Romans, say you're better than Cena. Everybody knows you're going to beat him. Say you're better than so-and-so because they know you're going to beat him because you're going to hold on to that title because you're going to have to have it for WrestleMania. So basically, you don't have to watch SummerSlam, Royal Rumble, Survivor Series, any of that shit because Roman's going to win. I mean, if that's what you're watching... Unless uh, by some freak accident something stupid happens. That's true, but I mean, what's going to happen besides him getting hurt and having to lose it? To me, that's the only way I see Vince going to take the belt off of him right now, is if he gets injured. I, mean, I don't even think he'll, they'll let him drop it. No, and that's the thing. And it's going to be one of those to where eventually his heat is going to turn into the go-away heat. Which is what he had before he actually did the turn to do the head of the table shit. When he was still babyface Roman, nobody wanted to see him. Everybody was like, God, this fucking guy again? He got a little bit of edge when Heyman came into the picture and the heel shit. And everybody's like, okay, this is new. This is interesting. But how long is it going to be new and interesting when this match is the same way each and every time? He dominates, dominates, dominates. They cut him off, get a little bit of offense in on him. Then he just wears him down, wears him down, wears him down, and then makes him tap out. Or as the use doesn't appear. Or Seth Rollins comes out and super kicks Edge. Let's not discuss that bullshit that pissed me off. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you never thought Edge was going to win. If you're actually thinking logically about this, you didn't think Edge was going to win. I had hope. Well, I know everybody has hope, but goddamn. You know, it's just... I don't understand why you want to shit on everybody else that you're trying to build up. I mean, why would you... I mean, that's half your roster. Basically, you're saying, you guys are shit. You can't carry the company. We're going to keep the belt on this guy. I mean, it's like when it comes to... When it comes to tag divisions across Raw and SmackDown both. The Usos have the belts right now just because of the Roman storyline. If it wasn't for that, they probably wouldn't have them. But the only ones that have had the belts for the longest back and forth is Usos and New Day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's across both brands. It was mm-hmm. always Usos New Day. That's why the AJ and Omos thing on Raw is so interesting because it's something new. But again, it's going to start getting old because everything's going to be the same. It's going to be the exact... AJ takes the majority of the match. Omos comes in for a couple of big moves because he can't really do nothing because he's... He's still green as hell. Well, it's not even that. It's the reverse baby heel rolls when they're in the match. They're the heels, but the babies get to take the heat on AJ. Instead of AJ and Omos taking heat on a baby face and the baby's getting the hot tag. It's, let's keep AJ in the ring and we'll beat him down. And we're going to be the baby faces that beat up the heel. So he can't get to the other guy that we don't want to fight because he's big. I mean, honestly, Riddle jumping on Omos before the match started, 
this past Monday, it was fucking genius because everybody else is kind of like, oh, he's the big guy. I'm going to kind of shuck and jive away from him. I'm going to get away. I'm going to move. I'm going to, you know. But real gives no fucks. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it fits perfectly. I mean, that's why it was something new. That's why it was like, okay, interesting. He's going to try to fucking beat this big bastard. It fit. It definitely fit. All right. We've been talking about the WWE for almost a fucking hour now, and it's starting to make my head hurt. Yeah. So, let's go ahead, take a break real quick. Let me get some fucking Tylenol, Advil. Hammer to the head. Yeah, something like that. Anything to get this aching, fuck the WWE out of my head. So, uh, we'll be right back and we'll talk about the actual wrestling we do enjoy watching. None. I mean, AEW, right? Yeah. (laughs) We'll be back. Okay, so now that that WWE headache's out of the way, let's get into... Some actual good shit. Good shit. Good shit. Good shit. Good shit. Okay. Which reminds me of rat toilet paper still. Well, you were out. You should have got some. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, that's what I'd say, too. Take those napkins and wipe your ass with those. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways... All right, AEW. Who wants to start? I haven't been watching much of anything. All right. Okay, well, that means Does you're you? out. Why the fuck are you even here? No. The fuck out of this house. <laughs> I just know about the Jericho thing that's going on right now. Okay, we'll start with the Jericho thing that's going on right now, since that's all the fuck you know. <laughs> The Labors of Jericho storyline with MJF. It's already golden with MJF, so... Like, I just caught bits and pieces, but not, like, how it all actually started. I like, uh, but I, like, I do like the fact that it's... Especially since they're pulling people out of Jericho's past. Yes. With, uh... Him too. That one. Right. Okay. I'm, I'm glad they didn't do... It. Every member of the Pinnacle, which is what I thought they were going to do. So this is a good thing. Well, what I thought they should do was go every member of the Inner Circle. Yes. Where Jericho has to fight his own people. Uh, The way they've done it, Spears, where he can use the chair. Okay, awesome. Uh, The second one, Nick Gage pulling the deathmatch shit. That's great. That brought deathmatch wrestling to an audience that never really sees it. Exactly. I mean, how many people, especially the people from Domino's, have ever seen a death match? Shout out to Domino's. <laughs> Can we get that sponsorship, Domino's? <laughs> okay, but seriously, what are the fucking odds that there's going to be a pizza ad when there's a picture-in-picture picture of a guy getting his head sliced open with a fucking pizza cutter? What are the odds? Domino's, <laughs> you're fucking, you want to get Domino's sponsorship Fuck Domino's, you're goddamn stupid to think they did that shit on purpose. Yeah, imagine all the eyes that just got brought to your damn uh, fucking restaurant because of that. And not only that, did you see the people trying to 
capitalize on that shit? No. <laughs> Pabst Blue Ribbon. Yes, Pabst Blue Ribbon. We'll take that sponsorship. <laughs> we'll take that sponsorship, and they made a pizza cutter out of a Pabst Blue Ribbon can. That was fucking magic. I don't know who did that. Whoever ran that Twitter account, you deserve a raise, sir. They won Twitter that day, I'm yes. telling you. Uh, but no. And then, like you said, bringing people from the past with uh, bringing Juventud Guerrero in for number three. Uh, of course, Jericho's going to win. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be great to see Hoovy yeah. come out. Yeah. Let him cut his promo about the juices loose. You know, that's going to be great. And all from a seed that was planted last year when Jericho and MJF were feuding, when he's like, oh, when your mama saw me beating up Juventud Guerrera, you know. She got <laughs> I mean, horny, and then nine months later, you popped out. I just think it's it's great. It's it, I mean, they focus so well on long-term storytelling. They focus on small, minute details. I was about to say, it's the small details. I mean, it's the little shit. That you wouldn't think would be a big deal, and when they bring them back, you're like, oh, shit, that's fucking great. I mean, it was a throwaway line about Juventud Guerrera. That's fucking good. How many people... How many people are going to remember that line from a promo last year when there was people in the crowd? So it was before the fucking pandemic and shit. Mm -hmm. So this is a 2019 line talking about his mom going and banging his dad because she got hot listening and watching Jericho beat up Juventud Guerrera. I mean, seriously. Nobody is going to remember a specific line like that. And then the way they bring it back. And Tony Khan's just sitting like, hey, check this shit out. You remember when y'all were bullshitting and you said Juventud Guerrero's name? Guess who you're wrestling next week, buddy? (laughs) (laughs) And and even then, MJF still adds the little stipulation that Jericho can only win using a top rope maneuver. And... The, the storyline is, you know, that Hooventude is one of the greatest luchadors of all time, so it's going to make it difficult for Jericho to hit that top rope maneuver. Unless... A top know, rope Judas effect. It's top rope Judas, Judas effective. effective. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, I mean... Okay, Jericho's going to win this one. Alright. My opinion, what number four should be... Okay. Let's if we're on the same page. I'm going to lay this out... My match number four and my match number five, because you know he's going to go to the fifth one no matter what. Number four should be a handicap match against FTR. Okay, I was going a different route. I was thinking match number four, Lance Storm. Yeah, but you don't want to go everybody from the past. True. I mean, right now, there's only one person from the past, and that's going to be the Hoovy match. Uh, yeah, if you did Landstorm, that would be great. I would pop huge for it because I'm a Landstorm mark. But, you know, keep it going on. He already had Spears yeah. from the Pinnacle. Let him have FTR. He's got to take out two guys. And he's got to beat both of them. Not just pin and win one. He's got to beat both of them. And that's number four. And, of course, it can be something... Schmazzy stupid where MJF causes one of them to get pinned and well shit they won't be able to do that because uh, cut his arm open on the damn ring post oh yeah because he's out for a while he might be out for a minute 
I mean, unless they just tape it up real good and let him go out there and let him be the first one, like, surprise roll up right when the bell rings. Uh, but no, you give him FTR for the handicap match. He's got to beat both of them right there for number four. And number five. Well, I know we're on the same page with this one. Yeah, because I've already told you this. The fifth labor of Jericho needs to be Sammy Guevara. He's got to beat Sammy to be able to get to MJF. The whole thing with the inner circle is they're brothers. They'll kick each other's asses in the ring and hug each other afterwards. It goes, it goes, it goes. You get Sammy, you get Jericho. He's like, he tells, Jericho tells Sammy, give me all you got, kid. You know, let me know why you're less sex God. You know, let me know. You show me what you got. Blah, blah, blah. They go out there. Bam, bam, bam. Sammy wins. Make the stipulation. If you beat Sammy Guevara, you get MJF. If you lose to Sammy Guevara, that's your career. He doesn't lose clean. Sammy was a mole for the pinnacle the whole time. And they go in there and MJF and Sammy fuck Jericho. Nobody would see that shit coming. He fucked great. Nobody would see it coming. It would be great. It would be... There's not one giant asshole heel. There's two. And then Sammy can go back to doing all his asshole heel shit. You know, the annoying asshole heel that he was doing when the inner circle first started up. And then that's the end of the inner circle. You got Santana and Ortiz that can go and do their thing in the tag division that don't have to worry about anything. You got Hager that can, you know, if he's going to stay and do shit in the singles division, let him. Or, you know, if he wants to go back to MMA, whatever he wants to do. Yeah. Good shit right there. Such good shit. And then moving on from the Jericho stuff because that's been that's been one of the top things on a fucking great and loaded show anyway. Uh the rumors of signees or the actual signees that have taken place Punk and Brian Danielson. Yep. Potentially the, two of the biggest signings that W that AEW can get. Have they happened? Have they not happened? Are they just in talks? At this point, it's all speculation until they show up on Dynamite or a pay-per-view. Every dirt sheet thing that I watch on YouTube is saying that... It's a lock. That Danielson is a lock. He's already signed. Punk is the maybe he signed, maybe he hadn't. They're not 100% sure yet. And then it's going backtrack, and it's maybe, and then it's he's locked for a Chicago show, not sure which Chicago show. And then, of course, they make that announcement that Rampage is coming August 20th to the United Center in Chicago for the first dance. And then next thing you know, they cut to Darby, and he makes that promo, and he has that best in the world line. 
They're chanting CM Punk. Which the craziest thing is, is Darby said, oh, that was no reference to anyone. I mean, come on. Come on. We're not... Come on, don't do that. We're not fucking stupid. And Darby and Punk would be a hell of a match. Darby and Punk would be a hell of a match. But, okay, the pop of CM Punk showing up in Chicago would be huge. Mm-hmm. Do you think they would ever think about... Flipping, flipping the two debuts. Punk in New York. Brian Let Brian Danielson debut in Chicago. Let him come out. That way it would give... If Danielson's already signed, that would give Punk a little bit more time to be like, do you really want to? Are you sure? Instead of just bringing him out for one time and then, you know, whatever. And then let Punk debut in New York when they go to Arthur Ashe Stadium. Punk could sell that stadium out. But you gotta think, you get Punk. Does AJ come with it? Does she sign again? That's true, and they do need women in the women's division. Yeah. They're gonna start getting some of the Japan women back, but. But I wonder now. I know that the Bellas had discussed going back to WWE. Does Brie go to AEW? I don't see her going to AEW. I was about to say, I don't see the Bellas going to AEW. I don't think they're a fit for AEW. And I don't think she would do that just because she would want to have Brian, you know, do his thing. And they're WWE mainstays. They wouldn't go over there. I just don't see them fitting well over there. I mean, they're not, they're not good workers, I don't think. I do, however, see... I think they've gotten a lot better. They've improved, yes. I'll give them that. Especially, Especially Nikki. Bree. Nikki's gotten a lot better, I think. <laughs> it's funny. Y'all both said... Over, especially... And y'all said Bree. the different names. <laughs> over Bree. I heard it wasn't even a rumor. It was just, this is what needs to happen. Somebody talking about on one of those dirt sheet pages. Are you okay? So those dirt sheet pages. One of the dirt sheet YouTube clip things that I watched was talking about uh, Britt Baker talking about needing security because she keeps getting hurt and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, she was talking about having a third person with her. What if it's not a third person? What if it's two people? Okay. And she has a very iconic security detail. Oh <laughs> my god, that would be freaking great. <laughs> the way that she is anyway when she cuts her promos, where she tries to be half serious, half joking anyway. To bring the two of them in and put with her. You know, we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about Peyton Royce or somebody's favorite wrestler. I wasn't going to go that far. She's going to stab you through the eye with that straw sitting right there. I have a plastic bag in my hand, too. But yes, that would be great. (laughs) Josh, can you breathe? Are you okay? He's tapping, honey. Stop. Let him go. <laughs> well, what about Ruby Riot? That would be good, too. I could see Ruby. But is she just going to go... Is she going to go on the indies? Is she even going to wrestle? I've not heard anything about... She's kind of Whether she quiet. was doing anything. Yeah. She's keeping super quiet. 
Uh, is she going to go and is she going to do the Mickey James on women show she's trying to get? Yeah, because Mickey James has been bi- bi- building that all women show for NWA up great. Because I, uh, who was it? Uh, when Ruby was doing the Ooh. fuck, what was she going as on the Indies? Uh, Heidi Lovelace. Mm-hmm. Did she tag with Kimberly? Uh, no. I think so. I think so yeah. She's an Impact. Will she go to Impact and do that? Maybe. I mean, I think it'd be good because. I don't think Impact gets enough credit for the roster that they have. I mean, look at the people they have. Especially been. their women's division. Yes, they have an incredible women's division. Deanna Perrazzo, they got fucking... Uh, Mickey James still helps out over there. They've got Rosemary. They've Rachel Ellering. they got Jordan <clears throat> Grace Jordan for Grace now. Jordan Grace is fucking incredible. Uh, is Kira still there? Kira Hogan, she's still there? Yeah, yeah she's uh, tagging with... Fuck. Oh, Fire and Flavor. Yeah. Like, that's, yeah. And not only that, they have a they still have a working relationship with AEW, so you can see her still kind of going AEW, possibly too. Yeah. So and that's one thing they need to do is bring the Impact Women's Division in. Yeah, that, I know that, they did that with NWA, bringing in Thunder Rosa and Serena Deeb, and you know stuff like that. Which I'm super like. Loving the fact that it's kind of a cohesive working, and that's how wrestling between sh- the two. That's how wrestling. Should I be. love the fact that you never know from one day to the next who's going to show up where. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, like fucking Jay White showed up. Showed up. On. Jay White showing up on Impact. I uh, did you hear that wasn't supposed to be Jay White? Who was it supposed to be? Oh fuck! Who was it they were talking about? It was supposed to have been Andrade. Oh, yeah, and they did talk still through Andrade the was supposed to confront Kenny, and when that fell through, that's when they put Jay White in there. Uh, but, yeah, that's putting AAA right in with them. Yeah. So, you got AAA, the NWA, Impact, and AEW, and New Japan, all five working together. That's fucking awesome. Hell, yes. And you had... Tanahashi. I was just about to say Tanahashi on, on Impact. last Wednesday. Yeah, on Dynamite cutting that promo. And then right after that, a few segments later, John Moxley's trying to have a rivalry. John Moxley's saying, No, I want to fucking fight you, Tanahashi. I mean, come to the forbidden door. You ain't going to like what's on the other side. You know? Yeah, you don't have good hair either. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, you just go and all this stuff. Uh, fucking. Ming, King Haku showing up on... Fucking coming out with Hikuleo. AEW. I probably butchered his name, but yes. That was fucking great. Yeah, I think you called him the chicken from Moana. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't kill me. Yeah, I mean, if he stood on his own shoulders, he wouldn't be as tall as you, so just... <laughs> I didn't do that. But no, I mean... Hell, what else is there? As far as AEW, uh, I'll, 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 I'll go ahead and go on this. AEW currently has the best, most long-term, slow-burning storyline in all of professional wrestling right now. And you can you can try to tell me I'm wrong if you want to, and that's what's going on with Hangman Page right now. That man is a star in the making. No doubt about that one. But the next big star that AEW is building... It's Jungle Boy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Jungle Boy's going to be a fucking star. And, I mean, they are... 
Hey, I just saw Aiden English. He showed up on Impact. Hell yeah. Uh, Drama King Matt, I think is what he's going by now. He showed up. I don't know what he did. I just know he showed up on there. Good for him. But to get back on track, uh, yeah, the stuff with Hangman, you know, this has been burning, you know, since Kenny and Hangman were tag team champions, they beat the Young Bucks. You know, Kenny had that little, Hangman had that little tease like he was going to hit the buckshot lariat after the match. And then he kind of threw it off, and, you know, they, you know, had their uh, their tag title reign, and then when they finally lost, and then they get the titles back, Kenny kind of pushed them to the side. Then, you know, the Young Bucks pushed him to the side, and he starts having, he starts slipping downward, you know, drinking a lot. If you watch BTE, you see some of the skits he does when he's drinking and being off to himself. And then that's when the Dark Order comes in. The whole Dark Order and Adam Page storyline was amazing. Yes. Yeah. And I told you my opinion on how the five-on-five deal they did. I told you my opinion on how that should have gone. The end result was what you wanted. Yes and no. Okay, like you guys really give a shit, but what I told you all should happen, it should come down to all five members of the Elite... Against John Silver. And John Silver run through all of them until he gets to Omega. And then distraction from Cyrus or fucking Don Callis. <laughs> Cyrus. God damn. That's some old school shit right there. Yes, Don Callis. Uh, distra- distraction from Don Callis. He turns around to a fucking V-trigger and a one-winged angel. And he's fucking crying looking at Hangman. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And Hangman just walks away. And then that throws Hangman into more of a downward spiral. That has the Dark Order. You know, still trying to go. He pushes him off, pushes him off, pushes him off. And then that leads into... What I think needs to happen with the Dark Order is they need to turn and start going darker and start going darker and darker and darker. And then on the Halloween edition of fucking Rampage, they come out with their new leader, Bray Windham. Because he can't be Bray Wyatt. And they're not the Dark Order anymore because the Dark Order was Brody's thing. Mm -hmm. It's the cult of Windham. I can see it. I'm down with that. Because his contract is up on the 28th or 29th. Halloween is on a Friday, so that's another big debut they can do for the Rampage show. Get more eyes to that Rampage show. And if I'm not mistaken, because the Rampage show that's on the 20th on a Friday is at 8 o'clock, so they've been going head-to-head with SmackDown. Mm Mm-hmm. I thought it was going to be going on after SmackDown, unless they changed it. If they first talked about it, it was going to be coming on at 10 o'clock on TBS. So I guess now, it's staying on TNT. And it's going to be at 8 o'clock. Well, it's going to be... It's going to start on TNT, is what they said. They were going to go on TNT for a while, and then both shows are moving to TBS. Is that going to hurt their ratings going to TBS or Dynamite? I don't think so, because they're moving it because of other sports rights because yeah you know when they had to move when they were doing the NBA on TNT mm-hmm. they moved them to what Friday or Saturday a couple Fridays and a couple Saturdays so you never knew when to fucking tune in when to watch ratings did drop 
But if they start promoting, you know, start promoting now, hey, this time next year, this time, you know, this is when we're moving to TBS. If you have TNT, you're going to have TBS. So just start promoting now. Hey, we're going to be on TBS moving forward so we don't have to change our days. We don't have to change this whenever the NBA is on. You know, we're doing this for the fans. We're doing this for you guys. We're changing and we're moving over here so we don't have to stop for you. It's like when WWE had the fucking week or two that the fucking dog show was on and they had to move to a random Tuesday, Raw Tuesday, you know, some kind of stupid shit. Or they would move to sci-fi for that week while USA had the... Right. I mean, kind of like they're doing right now. The fucking... What's on USA right now? The Olympics. Yeah, so... Who gives a fuck about the Olympics, really? So NXT's on sci-fi right now. But yeah. You care about the guys in the pool? No. Okay. I'm more for the gymnastics. Let's see how much they can stretch. Mostly because of Simone. Thank you. Now, what else is going on in AEW? What we got? Man, AEW's just got everything going on right Black now. They're Cody. fucking. Well, they're fucking tag division. Yes. I've said this before. I'm a huge fan of tag team wrestling. Huge fan of tag team wrestling. They've got the best tag division in wrestling right now. Even with their random thrown together tag team that they have of, you know, Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page. Mm -hmm. I mean, that was basically, hey, we don't have anything with you guys right now. Let's put y'all together. And it fucking worked. It did. It really did. The little feud they have with Darby was really good. Speaking of Darby and Sting and the whole Sting Orange, Ch- Orange Cassidy saving outside the ring the other night. Oh, that was great. great. That was great. That shows <laughs> that shows that Sting gets it. And I'm sure Jim Cornette had a fucking aneurysm. <laughs> I know he fucking did. What the fuck is Sting doing? I can hear him. I can hear him now. That's goddamn bullshit. The guy that can't fucking work with his hands in his pocket. What the fuck is Sting doing with pockets? But what really got me is I did the kicks and stuff, but what really made me fucking pop was when Sting was like... When he did the beating of the chest with the, like, limp wristed... (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it was... Like I said, Sting gets it. There's two releases that I'm curious where y'all think they'll go from WWE. Okay. Hit it. Prince Pretty and Fandango. Tybreeze and Fandango. I can see them both going to Impact. I was about to say Impact. Yeah, I think they'll fit well, very well in Impact. Yeah, because they can still do... They can still do the Fashion Police type gimmick. Because technically, they were never the Fashion Police. They were Brizongo. So I could see them going as the Fashion Police. I just fucking love them together. Yes. Fucking (laughs) right. Oh, yeah. But that's something that can help out Impact's tag division. I was hoping that Ryder was going to be with AEW. Well, he had a little couple. couple it's like he showed up, did two shows, and was gone. I mean, I don't understand why, but the stuff he's been doing in Impact has been great. 
He got the most major. He got the most major heat you can fucking get in the wrestling business nowadays when he beat Nick Gage for their world title. Got pelted with trash. That was fucking incredible. You don't see heat like that much anymore. No. But no, that was great. No, because that was people from the crowd. Everybody yelling, fuck you, Ryder, and all that shit. Mm-hmm. He's flipping everybody off. Fuck you. They had to drag him to the back. Apparently he took that title to Disneyland. Yeah. <laughs> That's fucking great. I saw that on Insta. But no, uh... Yeah, Cardona there, uh, going over, and I think what I like most about when he first showed up in Impact, he didn't go straight to teaming with Brian Myers. Right. He went in, and instead of teaming with him, they started feuding. And granted, Major Brothers Action Figure Podcast, you know that, you know... You know they're still friends. You know all that shit. So the blood feud they're in and impact, you know, is bullshit. But, I mean, fuck, wrestling's bullshit. Yeah. I mean, good God, I can't tell you how many times I've looked somebody in the face in a wrestling ring and said, fuck you, I hate you. And then we got to the back, I'm like, man, I love you. That was great. Let's go have a beer. I still want the fucking sweet life of Matt and Cody or Zach and Cody shirt that they did. <laughs> That's fucking great. Uh, but no, uh, like you were saying before, I got into the tag teams, the fucking Malachi Black, Cody Rhodes shit. Yeah, if, before he signed with AEW, he posted it the day he showed up on uh, AEW. If y'all haven't been on his Instagram and looked at his video that he posted, y'all have got to go watch that. Yep. It's like a four minute long mini movie introducing the character. And it's fucking great because he kept all the bullshit that WWE gave him and made it fucking better. And there's so many little nuances. If you pay close attention, mm-hmm. there's so many little Easter eggs. I'm not going to say anything because I'm going to see if y'all can figure it out. But go watch that video. He did murder a couple guys, so I don't know if the cops are still looking for him. But that was fucking... But the devil made him do it. He is the devil. I just thought of something. Okay. So, you talked about your whole Bray Wyatt Cult of Wyndham thing. What if... You know... Black and Cody, they have this match, blah, blah, blah. Black wins, of course. You know, he starts going on about the devil. He starts going to these little fusions. and he's talking about the devil made him do it. Come Halloween, Bray debuts, Bray's the devil. Something like that. Maybe they have a little partnership, and then both of them come together to form their own cult. I could see that, but the only thing about that, that would be putting Black in like a subservient character to Wyatt. So I don't know if they would want to do that in particular. That's why, you know, keep him as the evil devil worshiper guy. Yeah. And let Wyatt just be like a smooth talking silver tongue, you know, cult leader, David Koresh style. Like he's not... Satan, he's not the devil, like, shit like that. Right. And it's not even that he's, quote, evil. He's just got these people brainwashed as to, like, oh, no, see, everything's okay. Like, when he first debuted as Bray Wyatt. 
that's what he was. He was like the Waylon Mercy cult leader gimmick. You know, where he didn't scream and yell, and he didn't have to do any of that. Yeah. He was... He was cutting my favorite kind of fucking promos, the kind of promos I love to cut, to where you're not screaming and yelling. You're not going, fuck you. I'm going to kick your goddamn ass. It's like, no, it's like, we're going to get out there. We're going to fight, and I'm going to beat you. And do you know why I'm going to beat you? Because I can't be beat. You know, it's, you know, shit like that. Yeah. And I know that was a horrible promo. That was some shit I wasn't even talking. I was just, you know, kind of <laughs> going along. But when you talk not, in that I'm, kind of a voice, it makes people listen. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And he talks in that kind of voice, and then member number one of the Dark Order kind of looks and like, hey, this guy. You know, what's he saying? And then that's when, you know, the rest of them kind of fall in line and be like, oh, okay, yeah, this guy. And then finally, the Dark Order is the new... Call to Wyndham. Yeah, you know, brainwashed cult, they'll go and lay their lives down for the leader and all this shit. And then you have somebody like a John Silver that you want to keep babyface. He's like, no, nah, come on, guys, you don't need to listen to him, don't know. Yeah, have him be the resistant one of the group. And then that's when everybody kicks his fucking ass and makes him the sympathetic baby face, and you push him to the fucking moon then. Get him fucking over, get them their heats. Because, you know, at this point they don't want to boo them, and that right there, boom. Get them booed right there. Because John Silver's a fucking white meat baby face. And then that's when he starts wearing that fucking Brody gear he wore at the tribute show. Yeah. And then he tries to... He's the one that's trying to save the cult. You know, trying to get him out from under his control. I mean, that's a fucking storyline you can run for three months. Yeah, easy. I mean, to where one of the members of the cult's having a match and Silver comes out, you know, hey, come on. Look, look, Brody. Remember Brody. He wouldn't want you doing this. You know, this isn't how Brody would do things. Blah, blah, blah. And then every time, that's when Wyatt comes in, or Wyndham, or whatever he's actually going to fucking go by. Cult of Wyndham, I wish I came up with. He put that on his Twitter. But I didn't know that, and I told Josh, I'm like, he needs to start the Cult of Wyndham. And then I heard it on fucking WrestleTalk that he had put it on his Twitter, and I was like, fuck! <laughs> but you're thinking the same thing. But no, I mean, there's so much stuff that can happen there. The Aleister Black-Cody thing, that feud... Yeah, Black's going to win because apparently Cody's going to be taking time off, which is okay. Yeah. Uh, and then you go to the main event. Who's going to be the next person to challenge for... Omega. Omega. Since, you never know. Yeah, since Kenny's out... I mean, since Hangman's out after the loss, it bumps him down the rankings. Apparently it's either going to be Christian or somebody else. I don't know. Well, Brian. Christian... Christian's got his feud going with Matt Hardy. Yeah, the Matt Hardy office. Which is it's fucking great. I mean, it's nostalgia and new all at the same time. Yeah. Uh, that's got Jurassic Express and, you know, Private Party and Helico, Jack Evans, Butcher, Blade, Bunny, 
everybody involved in that's in that storyline. So that's something that can go on for a while if they need to. While they're doing the slow, slow burn, pushing Jungle Boy to the top. Uh, so I wouldn't, I would say probably not Christian to go against Omega. Uh, you've got Punk coming in. But do you want to throw Punk straight in? I wouldn't throw Punk straight in. I would go, uh, do the Punk Darby thing. I would do that. Uh, then I would go... I don't know if I would throw Daniel in there. Uh, yeah, Brian Danielson, when he comes in, I don't think he needs to... I don't think he needs to go straight after Kenny either. You know, Let him go in. Let him work his way up. Maybe let him confront Omega, and Omega's like, no, you've not done anything here. For the past X amount of years, you've not even existed. You know, so why would you come in here, you know, one of those type of deals. Right. Uh, same thing with CM Punk. Like I said, don't put him straight in there. Uh, I mean, in the company, you've got people you could just throw in there against him. Yeah, but with the All Out coming up, which are the next biggest pay for you, you got to think of a good marquee match. Because if the, if the rumors are true and they're not putting Hangman in that match at All Out, what could be your big main event world title match for All Out? Then? Buddy okay. Murphy? Buddy Murphy could debut the... Wednesday or Friday before the pay-per-view and confront him. Because they're doing the whole... Aren't they doing the whole, you know, I beat everybody, I beat everybody, nobody's, nobody else, There's nobody's nobody here, else. nobody else. Yeah. So you go through, and again, in my horrible Australian accent, I want you fight me. I mean... A Buddy Murphy Kenny Omega match, everybody wants it, including Buddy and Kenny. I mean, you come in, that's how you showcase, hey, this is a new guy we brought in. Look how fucking good he is. He's going to go against our champion. He's not going to win, but look how close he came to winning. They're going to make him build him up. Exactly. And that's what you should do, not shit on your talent. I mean, I would even have him hit the Murphy's Law finish gimmick, make it look like he's there and he's going to beat Kenny Omega. And then maybe there's a ref bump as they're going for the move. Yep, have the Young Bucks come in. Dirty finish, make him look strong. I wouldn't even do... You wouldn't even have to go dirty finish. You just have to go... uh, He's going for it. Bam, ref gets knocked out. Nobody's there to count the pin. He goes over trying to wake the referee up. By the time the referee gets woke up, he turns around... Trigger. There's something, yeah. So, I mean, you got a million ways you can finish that match. But no matter how you do it, it's going to be a damn good match. Oh, yeah, gonna, Buddy can work as an asshole. It's going to be a match that everybody wants to see. So, I mean, you... What are you looking at on your phone there? Oh, I was just looking up some AEW news, and it's talking about 
Flair was seen in Jacksonville with Jr. and well, yeah, I mean, I can see that. And have that his I can see days them, in the ring are over, but they could use him on a microphone. I could see them having the four horsemen. Yeah, because they've already got two. Yeah. You bring Rick in, then all you got to do is talk Paul Roman to dusting his boots off, and he can show up and. Michael, uh, Michael. Uh, Michael, 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 Michael. You think it's Steve McMichael? <laughs> Mongo. By God, Mongo. And then that, uh, they trademarked the King of Hearts. Yeah, you hear really? that, that yeah. actual H-A-R-T-S. So, unless they've worked something out with Martha to do, like, a tribute... Like, I heard somebody talking about, like, doing, like, an Owen Hart Memorial Tournament. That'd be nice. Like, if they was able to get some, I mean, because... That'd be really fucking nice. Because then you could have, like, Brett show up and, you know, just... the winner. Because she is... Because Brett's have, already been at the show. Yeah. She doesn't... She, she doesn't, doesn't have anything against wrestling. Just WWE. Just Vince. Just Vince. Yeah. I mean, Owen has been inducted into Wrestling Hall of Fames. Yep. So, I mean, I could see... I could see something like that. Uh, yeah, I could definitely see something like that. You do a tournament, culminate at a pay-per-view, maybe? No, do a one-night tournament. He won the King of the Ring. That's, you know, one of his big accomplishments in wrestling. Yeah. So you do a one night. Have the whole thing about that, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't do an eight man tournament because that's seven matches. I would take up your entire show. I do a four man tournament. That's three matches. I. You could have that lead into the fucking. Uh. Casino Battle Royal. Whoever wins that tournament is the King of Hearts. Hearts are the last suit that goes into the Battle Royal before the Joker. Joker. Mm-hmm. And with them giving them all... I mean, they give them all their own entrance at this past one that they did. So go along and keep doing it. Keep doing it that way to where the King of Hearts, he's the last person that comes into the ring before the Joker. So he's like number 29 in the Royal Rumble. You know, he's got he's got the second best odds to win the match, whether it be the ladder match or a battle royal, however they're going to do it. I dig that, yeah. So they do that. What's that? Which pay-per-view do they do the casino in? The all... Double or nothing. Double or nothing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... Hell, that could be the rampage before Double or Nothing. You could dedicate that whole show to the King of Hearts Memorial Tournament for the spot in the Rumble. Yeah. Or have it to where those four guys, only one of them gets a spot in the match. So whoever wins that is the king of hearts and gets the spot in the match. 
uh, as for other things AEW's got, man, they just got so much. You could spend, much we could spend so much time talking about them because everything Moxley's doing, uh, Eddie Kingston, the stuff with Andrade and Death Triangle. Yes. I mean, Andrade trying to get Phoenix and Penta to come away from Pac and join him. That's what I was talking about with the Andrade Death Triangle stuff. I know that I was going into <laughs> details. I can see them eventually turning on Pac. Oh, yeah. I mean, a modern-day LWO. Or LIJ, like the Andrade formed when he was in a was it CMLL. Uh, something like that. But I wasn't, I wasn't talking about any kind of a... And LIJ is the ones in Japan. Oh. It was just a low single. But no, I could see him... I could see them trying to form like a modern day Latino world order like they had in WCW. Yeah. They get them to, they get, I mean, the three of them with Chavo as their mouthpiece. That's genius right there. Genius. I mean, yeah, it was great that they put him with Vicky because that was a name they could bring him in. That was, I don't know if they just didn't have any talks with uh, Chavo then Chavo yet when they first brought him in bringing him in with Vicky I liked it just the crowd they were giving her so much hell they didn't hear her say Andrade yeah like it's meant the minute it went from boo you saw him walk out of the tunnel and that place just went crazy I just say he looked like a star right out the gate Oh, yeah, walking out, the suit he had on, I mean, the glasses, everything he had going for him that first day, everything screamed star. And you know Rick helped him out every bit of that, being like, hey, man, let me tell you what, when you go out there, do this. look like this. Rick probably picked out the lining of the suit, because you know that's the inner lining of the suit was some of that old school Ric Flair robe shit. Oh, yeah. And I mean, it just, his debut, that's the only thing I can say that they've actually botched with him was the debut. And that's only because there was so much heat on Vicky that nobody was able, really able to, hey, it's that guy. (laughs) I mean, as for everything else, AW, It's fine on all cylinders. It's really doing good. Everything... I don't think they've had a bad opening match since they've started with Dynamite. The opening match of every show is always solid. Mm-hmm. No matter what it is. Uh, it goes through... Uh, the women's division, that's the only thing that they're really lacking like, in. I was about to say the same thing. They need to build up their women's division, which I understand why it's lacking because most of the people that they signed were, you know, Japanese uh, from the Joshis. They had a bunch of the Japanese women that had to leave due to the pandemic. Uh, Chris Statlander, she got hurt, so she was out for a while, but she's back now. Uh, everything that... Britt Baker's doing is fucking magic. Oh, yeah. I mean, she's so fucking good. Uh, the way... I mean, just the feud. They, they've signed Thunder Rosa. They, 
Yeah. You know, I don't know if they bought out her contract from NWA or just said, hey, we're using her anyway. We'll still let her come down. Go ahead and let her sign this contract with us, and we'll pay her so you don't have to. I don't know if that's what he said. If he did, it's fucking genius. Yeah. It's it's it's, it's incredible when you have a, uh, a an uh, owner or whatever that actually knows what the hell they're doing and doesn't mind working with other promotions because at the end of the day, it makes both people look good. Well, not only that, but you go and NWA has such a small... Uh, Small niche audience that's just there that is still thinking NWA name value. Uh, NWA doesn't have any name value anymore. Just because the NWA died before they died so WCW could be there. NWA, NWA, NWA. That's what WCW was. And then Turner's like, "Eh, we're going to break away from WCW. I'm going to have my own wrestling company. I'm going to call it World Championship Wrestling. I mean, when it first started, it was World Championship Wrestling featuring the stars of the NWA. I mean, that's how it used to come on. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's moved. That's changed uh, so much over the years to where it just went, you know. And as soon as WCW was there, NWA was just like, okay, well, we'll just come back over here and you never heard anything else about it until hell I don't remember hearing anything NWA until W when the WWF brought in the NWA shit that they did for Jared and the North American title right then after that it was when uh, TNA first started launching it was called NWA TNA back in 04 right total nonstop mm-hmm. action when it started in 01 02 when they were doing their weekly pay-per-views. Fargo and, then, and stuff was still... Yeah. Right. Then you had Truth, who was going as Ron Killings. He won the NWA title. But yeah. I mean, right now, in my opinion, it's the best time right now to be a wrestling fan. You got so much different stuff, you know, from one day to the next. I mean, five... You got five days a week you can watch wrestling. I mean, six days if you count, pay-per-view days. Raw Monday, NXT Tuesday, Dynamite Wednesday, Impact Thursday, SmackDown Friday. Then takeovers and pay-per-views. Right. So, I mean, you got five, six, seven days. If you go watch your indie promotions, you got wrestling... Support independent wrestling. We can't specify, you know, we can't say that shit enough either. But, uh, no, I mean, it's fucking, like you said, it's a great time to be a wrestling fan right now. You just have to pick and choose what wrestling you're consuming on a daily basis. Because you go out there and you, the casual wrestling fan is going to turn raw on and be like, this is shit. Then they'll turn on NXT and like, this is good. And turn on Impact. And be like, this isn't bad. They'll turn on SmackDown. Hey, this is pretty good. They'll turn on AEW and be like, this is completely different from all that other shit I just saw. And this is good. I can put the remote down for just a second and see what's going on. But it's like I've said before. AEW is not afraid to take risks. 
Exactly. They let their they let their guys cut their own promos. They give them bullets for what they want. Tony works with the guys. Says, "Hey, what do y'all want to do? This is what we want to do. Okay, can I have this suggestion? Okay, cool. Let's give it a shot. If it fucks up, oh well. Like I'll give you an example: the Nightmare Collective with Brandy and all them. That was a fucking shit show and a half. Guess what? They realized it. They pulled the plug. Right. I mean, well, Brandy got pregnant also. But. Well, yeah. But no, they see if something's not working. They try to, they stop that before it gets too far into it to where people are going to get bored or turn away. And they even made, they had it lined up to where it made sense to like, oh, it was just all a dream of Brandy's or some shit. Like she's in a therapist's office at the end of it. Yeah. Are you? I don't remember that yeah. shit. Because that's fucked up. Because that happened in front of people. If this would have happened in like Daly's place, I could see, I could see it being like, oh, can you believe? I mean, I just had this idea. Can you believe it, doctor? I could see that being a Daly's place and you know some shit like that. But no, that shit happened in front of crowds. So, are you telling me that Brandy Rhodes was like, hey? <laughs> I think about everybody in the crowd too. Mm. <laughs> 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 uh, my my favorite moment of Brandy Rhodes was her coming out against fucking uh, Jade. Oh, that old great. Come to my house, talking to my man. <laughs> I got some news for you, bitch. I'm like, they should have went with that shit. Oh, she said, bitch, you know they serious. Uh, yes. <laughs> have you noticed any feud in women's wrestling doesn't get serious until the one of them says, bitch? Yeah, you said that you're just like, you're just I'm going like, to kick your ass. Yeah, well, I'm going to kick your ass. Yeah, well, you're a bitch. Whoa, what'd oh, she oh, say? Hold the fuck up. Hold <laughs> up. Let me, put my, let me put my fucking remote down. That's right, bitch. Ooh. Ooh. Just like fucking high school. <laughs> Are you getting that popcorn? Like on the sandlot. You play ball like a girl. Everything just stopped. <laughs> but yeah, AEW is what WWE should fucking strive to. I mean. But they're not competition, remember? Nope. No, they're just a fucking t-shirt company. Yep. Buy the t-shirts, though, by the way. That's a great fucking t-shirt. No, I mean... Now they're trying to compare the Punk and Brian to Hall and Nash. I saw that, and they're like, who's the third man? And then somebody put, like, fucking Lesnar or some shit on there. I didn't werewolves going crazy again. It's been a while. But no, uh, hell, Vince McMahon want to be a cocky ass, be like, we should give him some more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's in that quarterly earnings call. I was like, I don't know where their, uh, I don't know where their resources are. Source of talent goes. Perhaps we could give them some more. And, and like the next day, Ray's quiet. Well, thanks, Vince. And then Rick Flair, and he's just like, what? Well, Flair asked. He was, yeah, Flair asked, but, you know, they didn't have to be like, okay. They could have been like, no, we got you locked up. You ain't going nowhere. We might not use you. You can just sit at home. Like, the only person I'm 
I will guarantee will not do it would be Taker. I don't know. Taker's not going nowhere. He's way too loyal to me. <laughs> he ain't going nowhere. And I don't see it. And Austin. Taker, Austin. Austin will never go anywhere. He's loyal to me. Uh, I don't know. Angle. Angle was almost there. Yeah. Uh, somebody had done an interview with Angle, and he's like, yeah, they offered, but I didn't think I could. Keep up like I should. Like, I can. Impact wanted to do a one-off, and he said no to that. Uh, Con <coughs> wanted to bring him in and actually do something with him, and he's like, I don't think my body could hold up, and I don't think I could put on the standard of matches that I'd want to put on. At least he's honest. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, like some of these other guys like Goldberg that can't work a fuck like, yeah, I'll take that paycheck. Come on, thank you, Vince. I like I said before, Goldberg could never fucking wrestle. Yep. I don't know why... I don't know why, even to this day, everybody thinks he can. I don't know why everybody gets excited to see him. I looked on the screen and saw Goldberg, and I wanted to change the channel. I mean, it's no offense to the guy. He goes out there, and he gets in the ring, and anybody that steps foot in a wrestling ring, I have tremendous respect for. I've wrestled for 20 fucking years now, so I know what it does. I know how it does to you, and I know all that shit. So anybody that's got balls enough to step in a ring in front of even one or two people, more power to you, you have my respect. But to come out here and think you're the fucking greatest, think you deserve, that's the biggest thing. He fucking thinks he deserves everything he's getting. Yeah. Like, an interview I saw was talking about when he was going up against The Fiend, Bray Wyatt, that's so in shoddy. Nobody uh, wanted him to try that again. In Saudi Arabia, God Almighty. The soul in shoddy. <laughs> shoddy got. Never mind. Showed it like a melody in my <laughs> Like the interview said that everybody was against Bray winning the title. And his response was, Goldberg's was, I'm a superhero to these kids. If they see me lose to this monster, that's not going to do good for my character. But and, he's not. And Bray, Bray fucking White, being the humble man that he was, agreed, says he would put him over. Yeah, who the fuck else would do that? I mean... You know Goldberg wouldn't. No. And that's the thing. I'm a fucking superhero to these kids. These fucking kids don't know who the fuck you are. The kids' goddamn parents remember you from... 1997. 98, whatever. I mean, that's who remembers you. If anybody... If any of the, quote, kids remember you, it was from the horrible WrestleMania match you had against fucking Lesnar. So the best in the world comment from Darby. Uh-huh. Do you want to know who he... He said that he was talking about Sammy Guevara. No, Sammy Guevara's moniker is the best ever. Not the best in the world. Says he was actually referring to Sammy Guevara. No, that's more... Sammy Guevara, we were alluding to because he calls himself the best ever. Yeah, well, people read into it too much. <laughs> no, oh, God. God. <laughs> you cannot backtrack that hard. <laughs> Bro, just quit talking. Quit talking, Darby. 
Okay, and on that note, AEW is fucking amazing, but they need to get their shit together. <laughs> oh my god, he was talking about Sammy. What the hell does that even make any sense? Why would Darby be talking about Sammy? It. Mm. <laughs> no comment. Next question. All right, guys. Uh, we're going to try to wrap our head around this. We'll be right back to close the show out. So uh, hold tight with us. And. Oh, good God. All right, guys. So uh, first, first show back, I think we were kind of all over the place. But who really gives a shit, right? Right. That's how we work. <laughs> Uh, it's been a while for us, man. Uh, we hadn't done anything. I looked it up. It's been since March since we've done a show. So, Damn. yeah, we were all over the place. We don't have everybody here. Uh, hopefully Ben will be back. Uh, maybe John will keep coming back. I don't know if he's going to, but, uh, man, hopefully you guys just had fun. That's. We had fun talking about this. Hopefully, you enjoyed listening to it. Uh, if you do, awesome. Keep listening. Subscribe. Uh, Tell go, your friends. Go to Apple Podcasts. Give us some five-star ratings. Unsubscribe. Resubscribe. Whatever you got to do. All that shit. Uh, got to end it with a pop. We'll get to that shit. Uh Calm down. Calm down. If you make sure you haven't forgotten. If you want to go, you can go. You ain't you ain't gotta stay. It's been a while. I know we end on something positive, okay? Damn. Uh well fuck, where was I? (laughs) God damn. End on the pop! End on the pop! It's like, god damn, it's like goddamn Yankee asking for a coat. I need a pop. <laughs> I mean, we may have a special episode this weekend, maybe. We're going to try to. Uh, all jokes aside, I guess, um, you know, in all seriousness, we're having a little late time going camping this weekend. We may try to sit around the campfire and talk paranormal shit. Granted, this is a wrestling podcast, so we'll talk about some paranormal wrestling gimmicks while we're out there. Yes. We got a few out there we can talk about. So, uh, keep on the lookout for that. If we get to it, if not, disregard the last 30 seconds of conversation I just had with you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But no, in all seriousness, man, we love just getting together and talking shit and everything. Hopefully you guys are enjoying listening. And we appreciate you sticking with us. Yeah, we appreciate everybody, especially everybody that's going to listen to this episode. You know, <laughs> just because, not because it was shit, but because we've been away for so long. I mean, hell, it was March, it's August now, so that's a good four, four or five months that we were stagnant. We're going to try not to do that anymore. Uh, even if it's just the three of us getting together, you know, even if it's just me and Josh getting together. Or, fuck, if I feel like it, I'll just hit record for about five minutes and I'll sit and go on a rant about whatever I just saw on TV that needs to fucking stop. (laughs) 
so everything political. <laughs> so everything on Raw. Just fucking after, stop. After every segment on Raw, I'll record five minutes being like, what the fuck did I just watch? What? Uh, I, I quit. I quit watching wrestling. And then 20 minutes later, did you see what just happened now? God. But no, uh, me and Josh have actually talked about it. We might uh, randomly throughout the week do like a shorty episode, maybe like a 20, 30 minute long, just sit down. It's got to be short if Josh is involved. That's what I'm saying. But no, if we just feel like sitting down, talking about something that we saw, we heard, you know, because, you know, we watched the... We watched all the stuff on YouTube. We watched the Wrestle Talk. We watched the What Culture. We watch, you know, uh, Cultaholic. You know, all that shit that is on YouTube. And, uh, you know, maybe we hear something one day. Or maybe we hear something on there that needs to be talked about. We just throw it on there. Any way we can to keep the, uh, to keep the listeners... Up to speed and up to date. That way we're not going any long periods of time anymore without, you know, this happening. Because, you know, we've had a lot going on the last few months, the last year, honestly. So, again, like I said, we appreciate you being patient. We appreciate you sticking with us. But we're going to try not to let that happen again. No, we're not going to let it happen again. I mean, we're going we're gonna to put out some type of content every week. One, maybe two episodes uh we may start doing our pay-per-view reviews again to where we watch whatever the pay-per-view is and then talk about it afterwards. And, uh, you know, just go, just so we don't go as long uh, in between podcasts. I was about to say, because we going to go long, because can't none of us stay on track for shit. Not we anything. can't stay on track, and we just start <laughs> talking, and we just don't stop. <laughs> and I mean, it just happens every time. Hell, Jennifer just texted me and said, Ben must have snuck in. It's been almost three hours. We've all not been together either for a while. So yeah. Right. So, I mean, just getting back together with the crew and talking to everybody and everything. I mean, <laughs> she heard me say something. She just called me an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Love you. But no, in all seriousness, you know, we'll throw out the random short shows every now and then if nothing else. Uh, start doing the pay-per-view reviews. Again, you know, whether it be the takeover, whether it be SummerSlam, and however they're going to do it. Random old one for whatever. Yeah, I mean, just get together, do a random old, watch it, and then be like, man, don't you remember when this shit happened? Uh, And then, you know, find us on whatever social medias. Find Will, find Josh. Instagram. Uh, visit the Twitter page. Josh still does the shit on Twitter. Plug it, Josh. At shit underscore Indy 83. I mean, just go along. Message us if you like the episode. If you don't like the episode. If we say something that you didn't like, be like, hey, fuck you guys. You need to change this. And we'll tell you, fuck off. not going to change a damn thing. We don't fucking like your opinion. I don't <laughs> give a shit. If you want to be a guest, let us know. If you want to do a topic, let us to do a topic, let us know. Yeah, anything you want to hear us talk about. And uh, 
shout out to what I thought was pretty cool. Josh showed me the other day. Uh, Chris Van Vliet actually started following us on Twitter. Nice. That was pretty cool. Yes. So, if you've listened to the podcast... Well, hell, he must not have listened to the podcast if he actually followed us. If he'd have listened to the podcast <laughs> first, he wouldn't be. Yeah. We're going to post this on Twitter. He's going to unfollow us after this gets posted on Twitter. But no, uh, thank you, Chris Van Vliet, for following us. You know, anybody else that's out there in the wrestling community that wants to follow us, listen along. Uh, send us in your opinions. Let us know what you want to hear from us. Uh, so to end the show... As a tribute to the great Drew Game, uh, we're going to end on something positive. So, uh, Will, what you got? Honestly, my positive thing is going to be this weekend. It's going to be nice to get away and yes. chill out for a little bit. Work's been shit. Just, I need to wait. Amen. Absolutely. All right, Josh, what about you, man? Since you was real excited. <laughs> yes. God <laughs> damn it. Anyway, so since last time we've had this podcast, I have gotten a new job. And it's been a lot better than the job I've had. It's a lot less stressful. I'm still in the same uh, field. I'm still working in mental health, still working in inpatient hospitals. So the the stress factor has gone down a great deal. I still love what I do. So being able to get into a new, uh, a new job and getting to still do what I love to do. And not have to worry about, you know, getting hurt all the time and fighting all the time is has always been very good. Because I know my sister worries about me. I know Davey worries about me. I know Will worries about me every time I go to work and I tell these crazy patients. Or excuse me, I don't want to use that word, but these these uh, violent patients or you know, doing this and that. And like, you got to get out of there. And I finally ended up doing that. So, new job. Big plus. Big positive. Jason? All right, mine is just, uh, just everything seems to be falling into place and happening good for us, for me, family-wise. Yes. Uh, I know the last few episodes that we did, whenever it got to the end and the positive ending thing, I never said anything because I wasn't in a good place for myself, but, uh... I'm a lot better than I was then. Uh, things are a lot better than they were then. So just... Uh, That's another thing I'm glad we got this back for. Fucking therapeutic. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Absolutely. I mean, even though things back then might not have been that great, just getting to hang out with the guys mm-hmm. and shoot the shit for a couple of hours just took your mind off of shit. It was always the highlight of the night. But uh, once again, thank you guys for listening. Uh, for Turn the Buckle, I am Jason Hampton. Josh Cox. Will Clark. Peace out, fuckers.